Hey, Dylan. So, how you feeling, buddy? I'm sorry to hear that. We're uh, me and David are. We are. We are. We just want to know if there's any. You had a message for the listeners. Anything you wanted everyone to know? You know, I never thought it'd come to this, but um, I'd like to be. Uh, I would not like to be cremated. Uh, do not cremate me. I want my um, uh, bones all. um, I want all my my skin and meat gone. uh, Just save my bones. You can you can cremate all my meat, um, and uh, except for my dick, uh, you you gotta specifically eat that like a. like a corn dog. I was gonna make a neck. I was gonna make a necklace out of it, actually. <laughs> put in some cornbread and uh, dip it in some ketchup and mustard. Yeah, just uh, slop on that corn knob. Um, well, that sounds delicious, buddy. Yeah. Um, We'd love to honor you my, in that way. Yeah. And then for my bones, I want to be. Uh, I want to be in like a sixth grade science class. Okay. Why specifically sixth grade? You know, the thing about sixth graders, <laughs> I keep getting older. <laughs> I stay the same. <laughs> so you're saying you don't want to preserve, like you don't want the bones like perfectly preserved. You want them to like kind of have a natural age. So they're kind of yellow over time. Just that way, I can be a, a daddy skeleton. Oh yeah, mm. that's a good idea. Um, <clears throat> Still smells bad, like bits of tissue maybe haven't fully decomposed. Yeah. Uh, one second. Okay. Uh, so since this is the second week in a row, I'm out. Uh, I got I got some stuff to talk about that um, this just can't go on any longer. Uh, so I was at this um, house show a couple weeks ago. I started talking to this one person. Um, I can't think of their n- name right now. Oh, yes, actually, I can, but, but I'll leave the name out. Um, and, um, you yeah, know, we were talking, like, politics and, and folk music and stuff and like, leftist folk music. We got to talking about... Uh, somehow podcasting came up. Um and we were talking about politics and stuff. I was like, oh, are you a fan of Chapo? And they were like, Chapo? Fuck those Stalinists. I'm like, I don't think they're Stalinists. And also, what does that even mean? I don't think you know what that means. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, later on in the night, we were talking, like, we got into another discussion. Like I was talking to somebody else, and they kind of butted into this discussion. Uh, there's another friend of mine who he's Irish. Uh, like he was born in Ireland, came over when he was very little. Um, and uh, like we were talking about like the like the history of the IRA and stuff. And we we're like, yeah, the IRA but, like like fuck the British, but the IRA did a lot of fuck shit too. Like they had like child soldiers and stuff. And this person comes up and they're like, like, well, during like a time of uh, revolution and stuff, I'm like, what the fuck are, are, are you sitting on right now? Like, 
You're gonna, you're about to accuse Chapo of like being Stalinist or being whatever tankies. the fuck that means, but then you're gonna defend the use of child soldiers. So that was just some some fucked shit. Um, that I thought was funny. No, that is pretty funny. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, uh, I think child soldiers and Stalinists are cool personally, so I don't really. <laughs> yeah. That is our official stance, the the podcast. We're Stalinists, and we were also all child soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> now, back in my day, <laughs> now, Jack, you listen here. Now, back in my day, I get my daddy's truck, and I drive down, and I join the Army. Join the Army right there. We were all child soldiers back in the day, Jack. Back in my now, day. Corn, a, corn, a corn pop, he was a bad dude until... Until we both joined up at Tony 2012. <laughs> back, when, back when we were boys. I, dang, dang, I blew myself up right there in the road. I tell you what, Zach, my papa couldn't have been prouder of me. You went and bought me the greatest, biggest ice cream cone you ever did see after that. <laughs> and I licked it, and I licked it, and I just kept licking until he said to me, bro, you take this, you take this here, AK-47, and you go shoot up that, that school for, for blind girls. <laughs> I said, I said, you got a pop. Yeah, well, you think this ice cream's free? You know, yeah. in a way, Eric. Yeah, a child I soldier. <laughs> he shot up a, a child Joe Biden shot up a school of blind girls for you to eat that ice cream cone mm-hmm. so the next time you disrespect our flag just remember that when you disrespect our flag it's kind of like you're disrespecting two real soldiers Eric Harris and Dylan Claybold <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's tier. who I was named after yeah top tier yeah. Top. I figured. Yo, really? You're named <laughs> no, after an American <laughs> hero. <laughs> no, that happened two months after I was born, though. They, like, they knew. Really after I was born, like the most famous girl in the world is, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Your parents had a vision. <laughs> yeah. Your middle uh, name is Doom also after his favorite video <laughs> game. Doom, Nine Inch Nails, Trench Coat, Cherry. <laughs> Yeah, that's who they dressed me up as my very first Halloween as a baby. <laughs> they put a big, like, adult-sized duster on you? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, if I ever have a kid, I'm, I'm dressing him up as a mass shooter for Halloween. I'm <laughs> up to school. Yeah, it'll be retro by then, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and by then, like, um, like, oh. Like all kids are gonna have to be carrying guns in schools anyway at that point. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's, it's gonna be the law. Um, all kids are going to be Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we we can let you get back to to taking care of yourself, Dylan. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I was watching some uh, uh, Sopranos lore uh, YouTube I was videos. About, I was about <laughs> nice. to say you're watching <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> Oh, due date! Oh man, I'm definitely watching. You guys ever see due date? No. Yeah. With uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> Fucking classic. 
where the dog's classic, jerking off. Classic road trip movie. Um, uh, Zach Galifianakis is trying to spread his father's ashes somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and they stop it. Uh, like, I forget where they're going exactly, uh, but like somewhere along the way, like they run into one of Robert Downey Jr.'s friends and they're able to stop, stop it at his house and, um, and stay the night there. And uh, Zach Galifianakis is carrying around his father's ashes and like a folder's uh, yeah. <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy not knowing that it's his ashes, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s friend, uh, he goes ahead and, and breathes some of the ashes into a coffee. <laughs> it serves oh, them all yeah. at breakfast in the morning. Oh, classic. It's good stuff. Who amongst us? Hasn't seen due date to finish your sentence there. Oh, yeah. Which, which that reminds me of a time, um, actually, where um, it was a few uh, a few years back, uh, a friend of mine passed away, and uh, and at the service, uh, they, were, they had this little thing. Uh, uh, they had cremated my friend. They had, like, a bucket with the ashes in it and like a bunch of little um like glass bottles to you know, in a little tiny spoon and you could put, put the ashes into like a little vial and with a little cork um I'd take a little piece of them home uh, so i took that and kind of kept it like um just sitting in my center console for a long time yeah i got pulled over once um and uh, uh, the cops uh, uh, searched my car. Uh, I was uh, I was in Detroit. The cops searched my car. Um, I didn't have anything on me, but uh, oh, oh, well, so no sign of my car. Uh, I told him the day I said, "Is there anything you should know about?" I'm like, "Nope, I, I don't got shit, officer." And then um, the cops are. All right, what do we got here? And pulls out this vial. My friend's ashes. And he's like, I thought you said you didn't have anything in your son. I'm like, officer, uh, <laughs> those are uh, my recently deceased friend's ashes. And he's like, oh, yeah? Uh, uh, so if I took this and... Uh, Took this back to the lab and tested it. Uh, you you still be uh, your friend's ashes? I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> and then he took a second look at it and he was like, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Put it back and he said, he didn't do the, he didn't pull out a knife and like look it off the knife and like, oh, that tastes, that doesn't taste right. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are remains. <laughs> Well, I'm a cannibal technically now. <laughs> um, all right, actually, I think I'm gonna watch Due Date right now. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, you guys uh, keep on podding, um, and uh, I'll keep on casting. We'll feel oh, better, yeah. buddy. We sure do miss you. We miss you, Dylan. Wish I could say the same for you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <hell no>. okay. <clears throat> That's weird. The phone just kind of cut off. Right as uh, Dylan was saying goodbye. Or as he was saying, he misses us. Dylan may or may not have COVID. We're not sure. He probably doesn't. 
Probably not. He's just he just need to see he just hasn't seen due date in a while. Yeah, he's faking. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> he sounded perfect. He sounded perfectly healthy. You know, I'm sick now too. I need to stay home for at least three weeks mm-hmm. and get caught up on uh, the James Bond series. You know, you know, you know, man, I've been meaning to watch all of those lately, and uh, you know, I have sick i have sick so uh you gotta let me uh stay not drive the truck for a couple weeks so i can watch uh the daniel catch up to the daniel craig films not just james bond but all of the daniel craig films well yeah we're talking girl with the dragon tattoo yeah i put them all in context we're talking i think that's it the other ones yeah well what's what are his hits I'm sure he's been in about. He's probably been in like a bunch of Shakespeare productions, like every British actor. I mean, he's a British actor, so he's probably been in like 50 movies with all the other British actors. Let me look it up. There's only like 20 British actors that are ever in anything. One second. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Daniel Craig's acting debut. Daniel Craig's first movie. On Her Majesty's Secret Service when he was one. <laughs> and his second movie was Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, okay. In 1971. Then he was in Live and Let Die. And then um, yeah. The Man with the Golden Gun. Thunderball? Was he in that one? We're getting there. Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. He was in Moonraker. He was in For Your Eyes Only. Octopussy. He was in A View to Kill. He was in The Living Daylights. He was in License to Kill. He was in Golden Eye. Tomorrow Never Dies. And he was in The World is Not Enough. Die Another Day. Casino. Then they finally, uh, kind of like you know, when the, uh, your dad lets you uh, take the car out, they finally let uh, Dan, old uh, old Craig, star as James Bond in Casino Royale. Okay. After spending his entire life acting in some other iteration in a James Bond movie, they finally let him do it and be James Bond. He was doing like the um He was doing bit parts. Like the baby version of James Bond. No, he was doing James Bond. He was he played James Bond's son in all of those movies. James Bond Jr. Yeah. James Bond kids. He's off screen, but he was always on set. Mhm. And then they had to work. Yeah, they they uh in uh License to Kill actually when uh he was 21, he was supposed to have an on-screen scene. He they filmed it. And they said, Daniel Craig, this is too sexy of a scene. James is going to town on this lady. This doesn't seem right that you come in and you're like, oh, I got to help. I need help with my math homework. <laughs> Just, it's going to ruin the scene. It's not James Bond. And no. he's like, I understand. What I heard was they, um, <clears throat> like the way they were filming it, they like had, you know, freaking rickety old James, like 70 year old James Bond about to, uh, you know, get in those guts, so to speak. Some uh-huh. people say that. Um, James Bond says that. Yes, and, that's uh, that's uh, he says that in every movie. In fact, 
And at the last second, they're like, okay, okay, let's swap them out, swap them out. And then, like, you know, little little dinky 19-year-old Daniel Craig swings in and uh, finishes the job. Yeah, that was about right. That was, um, they started doing that uh, in 1971, actually. He was two. <laughs> What's the, um, who's uh, the, the James, the Bond villain with the, the hat? Is it Chop Top? Uh, no, that's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, Odd Job is the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Are you sure? I'm about as sure as someone who's never seen a James Bond movie in his life. <laughs> or was it Slap Chop? I'm pretty sure, well, based on my limited knowledge of James Bond, it's Odd Job. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. You need to blow your nose, David? Huh? You a little stuffy? You need to blow your nose? I'm not that stuffy. It's just drippy mm-hmm. I will not blow my nose that's what I call Mickey Mouse I call him drippy mouse drippy mouse mm-hmm. or swaggy mouse swaggy alternately mouse. shaggy man he's wearing like that was a, a shaggy's original name was shaggy man shaggy the rapper no oh the scooby doo villain scooby doo yeah the scooby doo villain the shaggy. James Bond villain shaggy <laughs> <laughs> odd job yep it's got to be odd job. Look at this picture. He, he looks just, like he's holding a hot dog. You just had to be right, David. Is, what is he holding? It's not a hot dog. Oh, it, it does, it's not a hot dog. It's a <laughs> it's a strap to a bag, but it looked like a giant hot dog. It's like that little dancing, you know, like that like meme, that little dancing hot dog with like the headphones on. No. Oh, never mind. That's but, my other favorite James Bond villain. My favorite James Bond villains have to be. Uh, I like Jaws, of course, Henchman, Knickknack, he's great, um, you know, uh, Rodney Dangerfield's character from Caddyshack, he's a great Bond villain. <laughs> you know, Knickknack, Paddywhack, um, who else is a good one? Uh, Anderson Cooper. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, of course, is the best one. He was the final boss. Is there a different villain in every Bond movie? I assume so. I yep. assume he murders the villain at the end of every film. Does he? Yeah. I've well, ne- I, I'm a guessing. Again, I have never seen a James Bond movie all for, the way through. For some reason, I saw Casino Royale. Oh, Dr. Claw. He's a very good um, James Bond villain. Rita Repulsa, another a classic. A very, uh, like... Okay, yeah, yeah. A, the perfect foil for James Bond is Ultron. Rita Repulsa. Dr. Giroux. The Megazord. Frieza. Uh, Robert Mitchum and Night of the Hunter. Yeah, Robert Mitchum and the original Cape Fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ro- was it Robert Cady? Uh, Max Cady. Max Cady. The ultimate Power Rangers villain. And then uh, when his brother, Max Cady, shows up, played by Robert De Niro, in um, A Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. That really blew my mind. He's like, Counselor. he calls james bond counselor he he believes james bond was his lawyer because he was struck in the head in prison and now believes every man in in the world that's not him is james bond he's like let me tell you the story about old right hand left hand james bond just shoots him in the face (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of a cool james bond does james bond do one-liners is that his thing i don't know I 
I I have a vague memory of seeing Casino Royale in the theater, and I don't know why, because like my family never took us to movies. Yeah, I just think it was playing at the dollar show, and your your parents never took you to movies. Not often, no, not really. That's weird. My my dad took us like every week. I would have assumed you guys were going to the movies all the time. No, I can count it probably on like both hands, like the amount of times I went to the movies with my family. I didn't start watching movies really until I was like eighteen. Really? Yeah. And like I, I like took my took a film class and I was like, whoa, movies are good. You know, what I was trying to remember earlier was the name of that movie. That um, the guy from Autofocus, whatever his name is, I don't remember now. He was in a movie called I think it's called Surf Dad. It was like an old Disney movie that sucked ass, and it's like about a dad who surfs, but I don't really know what like the plot is or anything. Speaking of dads, and speaking of, yeah, what's your pet pep up to? Well, I I saw him yesterday on Hall- for Halloween. Um, did he dress up? No, I thought he was dressed up, and it's just, <laughs> just what he was wearing that day. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, cool costume, Dad." He's like, "What?" Laugh. This is how I dress now. Well, I kind of asked like he has like a devil lock and (laughs) no, he had like a John Deere long sleeve shirt on and like a military style cap that said Detroit. I'm like, hey, he's supposed to be something. You're dressed up as like a a picketing worker at the John Deere factory. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Is like, is this like a reference to the John Deere situation? Like, how much you're talking about, David? You know uh, I found out? It's just weird because, like, I've never known my dad. Like, my dad doesn't own a John Deere. Like, why would he have a shirt for John Deere? It's the same as, like... He doesn't even own a riding mower. He has the standard push mower. Like, dads who wear Under Armour exclusively as a brand, and it's But like, they never work out. You, you don't do anything athletic at all. Yeah, but anyway, we were talking about horror movies, and we were talking about... Friday, we were talking about, like... Oh, yeah, the first one's always the best one. And I was like, well, what about Friday the 13th? And we started talking about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he called Jason Voorhees Jason Verhees. <laughs> that's <laughs> just was, how he pronounced his name? Yeah, that's really all I got to say. I thought it was funny. He said Jason Verhees. <laughs> <laughs> that's like if there's a perfume like Jason for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason for he's. <laughs> that's what we call uh it's like the the male pronoun now is he's yeah he's <laughs> he's him um the john deere it reminded me of uh me and leela watched the new velvet underground documentary today in theater no i was reading about i was looking up mo tucker after we watched the documentary hmm. which was just okay by the way I'll get into it in a second, but I guess she's kind of like a right-wing sicko a little bit. Oh, man. Like when the, the Tea Party movement was happening. She was in on it. She was, yeah. She the, she was like quoted on their website and stuff saying like Obama is trying to destroy America from the inside. Yeah, just that politicians are like liars, bums, and cheats, I think is was her, her exact phrasing. Well, mostly, right? Yeah, and it's like, I agree. Like, Obama... And that's kind of when I realized there's like a line types of people who hate Obama. Because mm-hmm. she, oh, she was like, they're trying to turn America into a socialist country, like slowly and secretly. Yeah. Was kind of, that wasn't exactly her like phrasing. Me or, you, but or like, Obama didn't try to make it that way. So that's why he sucks. It's like, yeah, if you, 
if you're a socialist, if you're not a socialist, then like you're in good company with Obama. So I don't really understand. She's like kind of good natured, like when she's interviewed in the documentary throughout it. Yeah. She talks about like how she just like had fun being involved in the Velvet Underground and stuff, and she thought it was exciting. And Almost as fun as being involved in the Tea Party. <laughs> well, they talk about going to the West Coast for the first time. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, I didn't like it out there." No, that, that was kind of like their whole deal was like, I don't know, that's just, we're like New Yorkers. It's like, they're not like us out here. And she goes on like a really serious anti-hippie rant, which like while I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, you know, she's saying like, you know, it's what was with the, with the flower, they put in a flower in your hair and stuff. Why don't you actually do something? This hippie sucked. And that, then I'm like, okay, there are two types of hippie haters. There's like people like us in our generation who can look back and be like that was just like such a nothing movement Mm -hmm. but then to be there at the time and observe that for her to be like it's fucking i don't know oh she also said something about like she never like paid attention really to what was going on and that's why she always voted democrat and that now she's like seeing things for how they really are (laughs) this this is like in 2010 let's see what maureen tucker looks like i mean i know what she looks like Relative to then, she just looks like an older lady. It was funny in the documentary. They like <laughs> they end right at um, the Max's Kansas City live record, and it's like, and then you know Lou Reed went on to his solo career, and John Cale did his solo career, and I'm like, hold on, we're just gonna ignore Squeeze. We're just gonna pretend that Squeeze never happened. Oh, that sounds kind of like um. What they did at the end of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls documentary, where at the end it's like, and after the 1998 championship, Michael Jordan retired. It completely ignoring the fact that he came back in 2002, <laughs> 2003 to play for the Wizards. Yeah. And that's like that uh, documentary about Rodriguez, Waiting for Sugar Man. Yeah. They totally ignore like how popular he was in Australia. and They just pretend like he was a total nobody until like... He got rediscovered or whatever. In South South Africa? Yeah. Well, actually, like, between then and now, they act like he was totally... He, like, just fell off the map. But, yeah, he, like... He still toured. He still played music. Um, Just not really in America. Oh, really? When he was, like, nobody? Like, in the 90s and stuff, yeah. If they wanted to do that documentary, they could do that on Gary Wilson. Gary Wilson would make a really good documentary subject. Because he really did just disappear after the early 80s. Um, yeah, the Mary Had Brown Hair album is really good. Yeah, he's obsessed with that Mary lady. Yeah, what's up with that? That's probably a pseudonym, but like... <laughs> that's crazy. Like 30, 40 years later, he's still like, man. And I'm feeling inspired to write a song. <laughs> and it's about a girl I knew when I was like 12, maybe. <laughs> That was one of the weirdest concerts I've ever been to. Yeah, that that was a concert where I really didn't want to meet the musician <laughs> afterwards. It was like, I just want to get out. Of, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I want to leave before he starts making rounds. <laughs> we did kind of stand around for a little bit. Yeah, but, but I really, again, did not want to meet Gary Wilson. He just, he just like really he started fucking around at the end, like throwing shit and... I don't even know. I, I, was, I, I do wonder, like, how long was he supposed to play? Because he played for like 36 minutes or something. I don't know. Why would he call the set early? I don't know. Do you know where they found Gary Wilson after like, when he was rediscovered? Like the job he was doing? 
No. I used to work in like an adult movie theater. Oh, okay. Like yeah. an usher. I feel like, I, yeah, I did read that. Yeah, That's about right. Gary Wilson, a uh, fabulous outsider artist, recorded a record in like the 70s and then just kind of faded into obscurity for like 20 years. Well, there was some other stuff in between, like, well, not in between. In the early 80s, there was some stuff. Um, oh, like okay, yeah. Debbie yeah. knows. I think he had like some. He had some demos. Then he like kind of got rediscovered by I don't know. Ariel Pink. Yeah, for one, and then like was Earl it Earl Sweatshirt? Earl Sweatshirt sampled him. Yeah. I don't know. We had the pleasure of seeing him at like L Club in Detroit. Um, he was doing like just three dates in the Midwest. And it was like it was such an inexpensive. It was like thirteen dollars for a ticket, I think. Yeah, it was and it's like, oh, we get to see this like a living legend, outsider artist dude. And yeah, he acted like a total freak, and it was great. Yeah, no, he would be. He's like prime for a documentary. Like he's a good documentary subject, I would feel. Yeah. Unless like people have approached him about it, and he's just said like, nah, doesn't want to be involved. Or... He screamed and like ran inside. <laughs> I don't know. I think I told you about. Well, the there is a doc. Well, no, that's not true. There is a Gary Wilson documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me look it up. I just remembered. I. C- I just remembered that, that. I'm pretty sure there is already a Gary Wilson documentary that does cover probably like what happened to him. It's called um, Hoop Dreams. It might be called just "You Think You Really Know Me," the Gary Wilson story. Are you sure it's not Hoop Dreams? Yo, you know what it is? Is Paris is burning. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think you're wrong. I think it's Hoop Dreams. I think it's... We'll have to agree to disagree on this one. It's called The Last Dance. <laughs> it's called OJ Making a... <laughs> whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Making a Murder, <laughs> OJ Simpson. It's called um, The Invisible War. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's called Alan V. Farrow. <laughs> Invisible War. I, I watched some of it. It got very upsetting. I, yeah, I had to watch it for a class. I couldn't finish it. I mean, you know, it's a good documentary, but it's was also very upsetting. It's pretty goofed up. Mm-hmm. No, there's nothing goofy about it, Dan. I, <laughs> I can't believe you'd say that. Well, the subtitles... Invisible War, a goofy movie. <laughs> Extremely goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline is, uh, just repeat to yourself, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. <laughs> 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 That'd be a funny tagline for a documentary. Hey, what do you think about this? Um, a gay bar called Watchmen. Oh, I think I think a lot about it. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> We invite Alan Moore to the opening. Alan Moorman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch some Moorman. <laughs> God, this hat fits so good. Oh, David's got a new hat. It's a New York Mets hat. Where do this look? Who's, um... Who's, um, what? I don't know. I was going to do a bit where I was like, who's your favorite player in the Mets? But I was like, that's kind of mean. Yeah, I just like the logo. <laughs> I wanted a hat for New York that wasn't I'm not the trying Yankees. to call you out. I was watching an episode of the... I am, you know what? Now I'm going to become a Mets guy because you said <laughs> that. 
You're Let's a Mets and Celtics guy. <laughs> yeah, well, and the Pistons, too. And the Pistons. <laughs> I have two favorite basketball teams. One, because they're from, you know, their hometown team. You know, who doesn't love the root for the home team? But then the other one's also is a very good team. Dude, uh, I went to go see... Uh, I went with Joe to see St. Vincent the other week. Yeah. It's so... it It's so messed up how Olympia Entertainment has sort of like cast a net over all the parking lots surrounding like the Joe Louis arena area, like the downtown, like the Woodward downtown area. Mm-hmm. I was like every single parking lot in that, in that sphere is controlled by Olympia entertainment. And the closer you get to like, cause there was a Pistons game going on oh, nice. or wait, maybe it was a wings. Game. No, it was a Pistons game. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the Pistons versus the bulls actually, which, uh, I'm sure it was an interesting game, but uh, or maybe not. I don't think the Bulls are that great of a team anymore. Whatever they they have their history though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But we drove by the parking lot like directly across from Julius Arena. It was like forty dollars to park. Jesus. And then there's a parking lot attached to the Julius Arena, so I'm like, I could only imagine. Uh, last time I looked, I think it's like fifty dollars to park like in Julius Arena in like their own little parking garage. How much? Fifty dollars. God, that's parking should be no more than five dollars. <laughs> parking is ridiculous. It's like parking should be free. And just the thing, like to walk just across the street, like you save ten dollars. Let's nationalize parking. Yeah, we need like a rent control version for parking. Like mm-hmm. uh, fifty dollars for my car just to stay somewhere. Mm-hmm. What I- if? What if someone breaks into my car while it's parked there? Like, am I about $50 back? I think I should get twice that. I think I should get $100 back. <laughs> have you ever been to, um, like, Ann Arbor? Have you ever gone to, like, a U of M football game, though? No. Or been to Ann Arbor, like, while there's a football game going on? I might. I, I think maybe. Oh, I, could, I might be. <laughs> well, it's just, like, some of the, like, the... Like the housing, like the student housing, they'll like uh, put signs up to be like, "Hey, like ten dollar parking in our driveway." <laughs> like you can park in their driveway, and they'll like look after your car for you, and you can just walk to the stadium or whatever. It's like people see, rent rent out their freaking driveways. Now you see, that's why I think Ann Arbor is a vastly superior city to Lansing. Hit like that. Right, so we did kind of get... We, we touched on this last week. Uh-huh. See, uh, the area I'm working in right now, it's all uh, Sparty on alumni. MSU type. MSU yeah. type bitches. And it's very sterile. I feel like if you went to these people's houses, smell like faintly like hand sanitizer. Sparty McFly. Uh-huh. Doc, we got to... I'm going here for a, a freaking biology degree. <laughs> and you're trying to get me to travel back in time? No, thank you. Are you you're trying to get me to go to U of M Ann Arbor? No, thank you. Doc, you're trying to get me to give pussy? <laughs> Doc Wolverine. Doc, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a teacher. Marty. You see this mural? It like it's like the mural in Ann Arbor uh on the side of the like the Jimmy Johns or whatever. Yeah. 
Or no, what is it? A pot belly? I, I don't. I don't care. Who, who's it used on to be that, like a Borders? Who's on that mural? It's like Woody Allen, Eminem, and uh, Albert R- Einstein, <laughs> Franz Kafka, <laughs> and the uh, um, uh, Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future. Doc Brown's on it. Was it his name? Oh, I don't know. Christopher Lloyd. Chris, yeah, Christopher Lloyd's on there. Doctor Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> yeah, that mural has never made sense to me. It's like you have four guys <laughs> not from Michigan on this mural. What is, what is your problem? Someone was probably just like, can I paint a mural here? And, and then, you know, they went through all the rigmarole for him to do that. And he's like, it's dedicated to art. And it's just four artists. He The first four artists he could think of, including a fictional character from a movie. <laughs> One of them's not even American. One of them might even be, you know, he might have drawn Woody Allen from one of his movies, so two fictional characters on there. <laughs> yeah, as my brother would say, you know, it's, I mean, Ig- freaking rock icon Iggy Pop worked at that, or whatever. Did he work at that record store, or he, like, met his band at the record store that was in that building? I don't know. Something like I that. I didn't go on the reality tour. Damn, what's that- the best sitcom? I don't know, I gotta think about this, why? I don't know. I've been thinking about sitcoms a lot lately. Uh, They're great. I kind of don't think it's Seinfeld. What? I don't know. I was watching Seinfeld last night, and I was like, this is pretty good, but it's not as good as it was back in the day. What do you mean back in the day? When I was in like middle school, watching reruns on TBS. Bro. It was the, um because I watched last night in Soho, and there's uh, Downtown is featured in it. I was like, what episode of Seinfeld is it where they're talking about that song? Downtown, and it ended yeah, up yeah. Oh, I love that. Or the, they're like the two-parter with like the they're saying, bottle deposit. They're talking. Scam. Yeah, they're talking out the the lyrics, and they're like, "Where do you go when all your troubles are so you can go downtown?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seinfeld is a fantastic series. <laughs> I do. I don't know. It's so bananas the way that plotline goes with George, though. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't know what the what the project is, and then it just gets done. Yeah. And then George Steinbrenner calls him into the office, and he's like, George, I don't know what's going on with you. you got bats in the belfry. Yeah. And then he like has George committed to an asylum. And then it just turns out his like direct supervisor is crazy. Or like he just didn't take his medication or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Is that ever explained? Is it explained how George gets out of the asylum? Or doesn't need to be. That's why it's a great show. <laughs> okay, because that is, I believe, that's the season finale. I don't think anything <laughs> happens after that. Um, real quick, uh, this is for Brian. I'm um, trying to think. There's also I watched an episode recently before just to cut you off. Oh, okay, go for it. Where uh, it's when he's working at the Yankee, working for the Yankees, and uh, but you know. Never seems to clash with the fact that Jerry is a Mets fan. There's no mention. Yeah. I don't remember. I know he's a big. Uh, he likes Superman. Actually, he has a. He must like grape nuts because he has a box of grape nuts in the background. I noticed, which child's sucks because grape nuts are terrible. And he's more of a Child's Play two fan than a Child's Play one fan. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I've watched enough Seinfeld to know just about every movie on his. Uh, the VHS track. <laughs> oh, okay. Goodfellas, Cocoon, mm. <laughs> City Slickers. Oh, okay, cool. Child's Play 2. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say there's a Star Trek movie in there. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. What was I originally saying? Where someone's stealing equipment, and every t- it's the Jimmy episode, and every time mm. they start talking about it, for some reason, George is sweating. The first time is because he just got back from the gym. The second time is because he's eating spicy chicken. Oh, yeah. Good episode. That's all I really got to <laughs> say about that. I, I underestimated how George much... likes his chicken spicy. <laughs> how much, like, Wayne Knight is sweating in that show? Yeah, Wayne Knight's so good in that show. He was pretty funny, yeah. Newman's an underrated character. Because, yeah, it was the bottle return episode and, like, the ending where he, like, is wandering through the woods and he winds up on that farm. Yeah, yeah. With, like, the farmer, like, the single dad farmer and his daughter. Yeah. And he's just, like, is he's just sweating so much for whatever. I mean, I guess he's nervous, but. Yeah, I'd say Newman might be the best secondary character. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Maybe Frank Costanza. There's a part earlier in that episode where Kramer's just, like, he has a huge t- like uh, you know, like at work we would get we'd have the big tins of like pepperoncinis yeah, or whatever. He has one of those, but it's just full of artichoke carts. Why does he have that? Uh, I don't know. He's just that's a snack, I guess. Because then they leave the rest of the groceries under Jerry's hood in uh, his car, right. and that's okay. like yeah. Well, okay. What were you gonna say about your brother or for your brother? Oh yeah, no, I got a couple more um spam texts that I received. Or I'm sorry, legitimate um inquiries. Um, that I thought I would just like publicize here. You know, these do kind of seem like repeats of ones I've already gotten, but I'm going to read them anyway. This is, uh, oh, I don't know who this is from. They didn't give me a name. Get your spouse dripping in only two minutes. We are sure this will make it rock hard. (laughs) That's in all caps. For three hours, (laughs) three hours at least. Get for free. (laughs) That's the bare minimum. (laughs) Three hours. Yeah, I like something. I know a theme I noticed in all these is that like whoever they're sending these to, they assume is married. Yeah, this is the world of married people. Mm-hmm. And this one is another one of the vaguely insulting ones. Chicks your age think that men are a joke in the bedroom. We guarantee this will grow your dick two inches at least in two weeks. View this. They give me a link. <laughs> two inches at least. Chicks my age, that's kind of presumptuous. Like, they think they know how old I am. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they don't do second drafts of these texts. Mm-mm. They don't have to. Almost as if it's one person frantically texting <laughs> each one out. and not. It's not like copy-paste. It's like I have to send out 58 hundred texts today <laughs> and I must type each one out personally I mean if your product is that good you don't you don't need to account for spelling or you know shot it from r- the root realism mm-hmm. this will make your dick hard for <laughs> at least three hours <laughs> you will be raising the roof after you take this yeah <laughs> you'll get your spouse dripping in <laughs> two minutes <laughs> Yeah, it's there... like you seen Network. Uh, no. You know the I'm mad as hell. I'm yeah. not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Scene. Yeah. I want you to stick your head out the window and say, "My my spouse will be dripping in two minutes." And then they're like, "Hey, Dad, I want to check out the window." And it's just everyone in New York City. It's like, 
Why, why, why is Basil V driven at two? <laughs> I want to. Oh, there... I should have suggested that to Dylan. Hmm. Dylan, if you're listening in one week, check it out. I was I... gonna say, you think they would like give me an emergency number to call, like in the event that my dick continues growing past two inches? No, if I I'm guess... literally like, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm literally raising the roof because of how much it's grown, and I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Help. And they'd be like, <laughs> uh, sir, you can't call. The, this is the wrong number. You need to call the helpline. It's like, well, you never <laughs> Text help to dick too long. That's the number two. What would happen if you did text just something like that, like help, <laughs> just as a response to the spam text? Mm-hmm. Or would... like the the Brundle fly that helped me. Please <laughs> help me. <laughs> <laughs> Now that Halloween's over, let's talk about how ghosts, 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 phantoms, zombies, Draculas, Frankenstein, specters, specters, Bigfoots, mummies, Chuckies, they're not real. (laughs) I don't want to hear another instance of someone buying an EVP machine, EVP sleep apnea machine. I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) I want to hear about it. A Bigfoot hunting kit. <laughs> or a ghoul hole caulking gun. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. You got to seal them up so they don't get out. <laughs> yeah. And you know what a ghoul looks like in real life? Do you remember those uh, like little finger puppets that you put on your finger and they had to have like little arms? Yeah. That's what they look like. You're but sure it doesn't look like Dylan? No, he's too big. Oh, okay. Hey, remember the episode of The Simpsons where they're explaining to Mr. Burns that he has what they call Three Stooges Syndrome? Yeah. And they're they're like... <laughs> Wait, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and they're trying to cram all the diseases through the door, right? Yeah, it's a funny joke. Yeah. Blobs, they're not real either. <laughs> um, That's the next evolution of brains is just like a big squish on top of your head. Like a little koosh ball. Like you squeeze it and it goes like... Boop. Oh, I don't want to even imagine what that's going to do to the world of hats. A world <laughs> I am fully immersed in these days. Yeah, what would hats be like if your head was squishy? Probably berets. Big okay. berets. Oh, or, yeah. Um, just get the big, like... Uh, I don't know what they're called, but like if you have dreadlocks to throw them all up in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kind of a beanie. Mm-hmm. A sag beanie. I'm looking up. This is the next hat I think I'm going to purchase. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, what if there was a movie that had. Check this. Warren Beatty, Al Pacino, and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And they're brothers. And they're playing. They're just playing iconic characters. Warren Beatty as a. Bullworth. Al Pacino is Scarface, obviously. And um, Dustin Hoffman is Rain Man. Now, I like that, but can we can we make Warren Beatty uh, his character in Shampoo? Dick Tracy? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. The, the bar, yeah, he's a hairstylist. Hairstylist. A drug, a drug lord. And the whole plot of the movie is that Rain Man needs a haircut, but he just will not sit still. 
and Tony Montana is there, and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, Rayman, <laughs> you gotta sit still, okay? The the barber gonna cut your hair up real nice, and you you just gotta sit. Okay, I can't really. He won't stop. Okay. Giving, he won't stop giving Rain Man cocaine. Listen, so. man, you're a little too you're a little too zooted up. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, that might be on me. That might be my fault. Warren Beatty's character in Shampoo. You tell him. <laughs> Yo, oh this is yeah. His name. It's like yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> he also did cocaine with him. Yeah. <laughs> so just, the movie ends with Rain Man getting just the most jacked up haircut you've ever seen. Yeah, he's uh, got a flock of seagulls thing going on. No, so, Warren Beatty just gave him his own haircut. <laughs> it's like that's that Ed and Eddie. Yeah, they all walk out. And they all have Warren Beatty here. <laughs> Just like the big uh, squ- like square head. What is that hairstyle that he has in that movie? It was a uh, hairstyle for hot men of the 60s, I guess. I don't know. What year did Shampoo come out? Was It came out in 75, but it takes place in 68. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I guess would be like if a movie came out in 2015 about the 2008 election. Mm-hmm. That's deep. <laughs> Before Warren Beatty was like an Occupy guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cutting hair for free during the drum circles. Well, unfortunately, those three were in a movie together, and it was Dick Tracy. That's right. But I haven't seen it, so. And Madonna. I wanted to pretend that maybe they had their own movie. Four stars. Out of five. Have you, seen, you 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 haven't seen Dick Tracy? No. It's okay. Madonna's in it. That's cool. Very cool. I found it. I was reading a Morrissey quote the other day where he referred to her as McDonna. McDonna. To imply that she doesn't do anything interesting. Well, I disagree, in a two-part way. One, McDonald's is very interesting to me. And I think Madonna is a good artist. And I think McDonald. I think Madonna makes the best music in the world. I think McDonald's makes the best burgers in the world. So, <laughs> and what would Morrissey know about that anyway? He doesn't eat burgers. This is true. He can't even eat at McDonald's. She was on Jimmy Fallon recently. She was being quite saucy, and he was doing his dumbass little shtick that he does. Yeah, where he's like an awesome, cool guy. Exactly. I don't know. He, you think Jimmy Fallon gets lit? You think he's uh? What do you mean get, by that? Getting sauced in the back before going out on the set. I hope so. You think we'll hope get like explain. a behind behind the music style Jimmy Fallon, where he's like, or Quest loves being in He's like, I remember seeing Jimmy. Barfing, he'd be barfing his entire, you know, his guts out in the back, and he'd be like, "There's no way Jimmy's gonna be able to. Jim can't do it tonight. There's no way." <laughs> and then he'd go out and do his usual thing, you know, bombing. But still, <laughs> <laughs> but still, getting the job done. And then he, he you know, we'd yell cut. And then he'd go back to barfing in the wastebasket by, by, by his desk. Sometimes he'd barf on, you know, the, the guest slap. Who'd win in a game of Russian roulette? Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Uh, probably the, whichever guy was on the man show. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. 
Okay, who would win? And they did that every episode of The Man Show, and he's still alive, so. Okay, who'd win in just like a, in an infern like a for real inferno match? Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? This is like the the ring is on fire. Well, there's like fire set up around like the outside perimeter of the ring, and yeah, the objective is to set your opponent on fire. Yeah, I don't. I think like Jimmy Kimmel is physically superior to Jimmy Fallon. Just like all around, so. But Jimmy Fallon seems like he has an extra reservoir of energy. Mm-hmm. That Kimmel probably can't tap into. Maybe. Okay. Just maybe. And no. all out battle royale with like late night sh- late night hosts of past and present. Probably. So um, do they have to be alive? No. Okay, so we got who we got. Dick Cavett. Oh yeah, Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett, Arsenio Hall, Carson, Carson Daly, no. <laughs> <laughs> also Johnny Carson. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Conan O'Brien, Craig Ferguson, Jay Leno, David Letterman. Who is that one guy? Kill something. Jamie Kilstein, Stephen Colbert, John, John Stewart, Stewart, John Oliver, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, yeah. Uh, the freaking uh, that's enough, people. No, there's another guy from the early two thousands though. My phone's dead. I can't even check it. Kill something. Jamie Kilstein. Craig Kilborn. Yeah. Who's <laughs> Jamie Kilstein? <laughs> I just made that person up. No, you didn't. He's a real person. Oh, I, okay. I, he's like a comedian or something. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore. John Oliver. I said John Oliver. David Letterman. Yep. Howard Stern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Beetlejuice Green. Yeah. He whoop all their asses. Let's be real. We should uh we should probably wrap the episode of this. Okay. Sounds good to me. Got anything to say before we uh end it all? Oh, piece of garbage. Dylan, got anything to say? Oh, odd job's my favorite late night host. The uh, the bird moved into my on my shoulder. <laughs> they built a nest on my shoulder because he looks like a tree. He's like a tree because he's tall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know, I was just standing on the corner of a street, and, uh, they, uh, 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 they, like, stapled a stop sign to my face. Uh, uh, this is, uh, Tom Waits. (laughs)